Okay, I think it's recording. It is. Wow. Look at those wow. waveforms. Yeah, okay. It's showing the waveforms on your end. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because it's not showing mine. <laughs> and they're showing yours too. I can, uh, one of my talents is I can read a waveform and uh, just scan it and be like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So our love great. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have a, I have like a, what's it called? Um, the air, the foam thing, and then a pop filter. I got none of that. I, um, all, all my voices, uh, it's just zeros and ones so that the computer interprets as a waveform. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Ruby's on Audio. This is the first episode. Um, I'm here with Nikki Flowers. Um, Nikki, could you please introduce yourself? I mean... You said it all. I'm Nikki Flowers. Hi. Um, very excited to be the first guest of your show. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm a musician. I am an artist. I guess those are, you know, they're similar. There's, you know, how like a square is a rectangle, and a, but, you know, so, you know, I'm rambling. I don't know how to talk about myself. <laughs> What what else do you do? Um, do you do anything else other than music? Gosh, yeah. Well, um, I stream video games a lot. I've been doing a lot of Marwin streaming uh, over on twitch.tv slash Nikki Flowers. My music can be found at NikkiFlowers at Bandcamp.com. Um, let's see. I have a weather talk show that I have on YouTube called WTFW, short for What's the Fucking Weather? Um, gosh, yeah, no, I, I do all sorts of stuff. Basically, I'm always making something and I'm posting it somewhere. Uh, Twitter, I'm at Yif Police and on co-host, I'm just Nikki. <laughs> Yif Police still cracks me up, even though <laughs> I've read that for like several years now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, people, uh, I remember going to, uh, Midwest Fur Fest for the first time, I think in 2018, and I was walking around with my friend uh, and someone like recognized my friend and like half recognized me. And I was like, oh, I'm Nikki Flowers. And they're like, yeah. And I said, Yif Police. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Yif Police. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, uh, for better or worse, I am Yif Police. Amazing. Um, and you also run a uh, bulletin board system. It's currently down at the moment, unfortunately. Oh no! I know it's. Uh, I have. No, it's been down for like two weeks now. This is the worst outage it's been experiencing. I've no clue. It might. It genuinely might be a hardware thing and not a software thing at this point. But oh shit! Usually, since February of of twenty twenty two, actually this year, yeah, time. It's crazy. I have been running the big beautiful system. Um, you can look up the. URL of that online at the Telnet, Telnet BBS guide. I'm not giving it to you now because you'll get nothing. It's not. It's not up. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> uh, that's because yeah, I've been meaning to check on it, but it's down, so I guess I can't. <laughs> yeah, but you've been uh, you've been one of the power users there. Uh, I have a forum set up there, and people can post. I like. Uh, yeah, it's that's another thing. It's like I don't. I can't even keep track of all the things I'm I'm doing. I forgot about the BBS. <laughs> you forgot. Yeah, I love posting. So anywhere I can post, I'm going to post a lot. Posting. I do a lot of that, actually. Yeah. So musician, artist and poster, I think would be the top three. I'm in like three million discords. And every time I make something new, I'm like, got to go tell all of these people and all these individual communities. Got to make the rounds. I'm dropping something new. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the BBS. Yeah, I love going on. the. It's just like so like, I don't know. It's like slowing down and enjoying the act of using the Internet. And like, you know, and, and like the way it was kind of originally intended was to, you know, connect people. None of this like. Yeah. All this horse shit. I mean, you know, social media websites do connect people. I guess that's not really, you can't really argue that. But it's, it's the connections they're making are miserable. Uh, and I'm, I'm very interested in like, I do a lot of stuff where, you know, it's very DIY. The, the BBS, it's, it's very small. It's, a, it's an intentional space, right? It's, it's also very self-selecting. You know, like not everyone wants to figure out how to log on to a Telnet BBS. Yeah. <laughs> so that also is part of it. But I, I'm not trying to exclude anyone. I just I like the idea of a smaller space that's like not that's not Twitter. That is that just a space that isn't Twitter. 
Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Twitter is a fucking nightmare. Um, I mean, I've I've had I've had a better experience with it so far. Yeah, um, since rejoining, but um, definitely a nightmare. <laughs> that's that's uh, it's funny you say that because I remember we I'm pretty sure we were mutuals before you you left Twitter. Yes, we were. And we, I, I remember you coming back and I was like, oh yeah, Ruby. Oh, back, oh come crawling back to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I stopped making money when I left Twitter. And when I came back, I started making money again. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? With social media, especially with, I mean, with my Twitter, it's, I do feel like a kind of obligation to sort of keep posting there because it is. It is a way that people are stay aware of you, like yep. weirdly enough. Like I don't know, people follow me on. I think Bandcamp has a following thing, right? When you when you download something, yeah, an album, you can follow them. But I don't think people like check that. I don't think that's I, like you know. I don't think they do because I always send out emails to my followers or people that have purchased my music, and I have not made a sale in like a long time. So. Yeah. Well, hey, what's, what's your Bandcamp? It's uh, banshee.bandcamp.com. B X N S H Y.bandcamp.com. There you go. There's a plug. That's I love yeah. Bandcamps. Go get your music out there, listeners. Yeah. I like, I feel like, cause like, it's like weird. Cause like people like music used to be my primary source of income. And then I like, uh, I think that's how I was, became aware of you was, was yeah. the Banshee project. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, people don't really buy my music anymore, but I make a good amount of money selling my art now, like my visual art. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like things have reversed for me, which is fine because music is much more, um, agitating for me to produce agitated yeah um because i'm very like with like visual art like it's so easy for me like i know like i have an idea i know what i want to do and then i execute it very quickly music it's like it's like uh writing lyrics um it's like i'm it's it's like an uphill battle it's more it's more intensive yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's a lot of my music doesn't even have lyrics because who who has the time? Uh, no, but I, I I like instrumentals mostly. But uh, yeah, I have a similar thing with like, uh, you know, music is like it. It's the main thing I make, I guess. Um, but it's it doesn't like not that it's hard or that I've been beating my head against a brick wall for years. Like ah, I can't figure this music thing out. But it is like way more. You have to sit down and kind of you can't oh. You can you can make a zine and draw a picture and listen to all sorts of stuff, but you can't listen to anything while you're producing music. It's insane. <laughs> yep, you can't listen to anything, can't watch anything, can't read anything. You need to be focusing on it. Like, and I hate um, to say it, I have I uh, I have just an awful attention span. I can't. Uh, I work better if I'm listening to a podcast. Which I you, listen. I've tried I've tried producing a song while listening to a podcast. Didn't turn out well. Yeah, that uh, this a lot of information. No, not, not that bad. But no, it was just I couldn't I couldn't focus. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah too much too much stimuli. Um, but yeah, like and especially because like my music is lyric driven um, anymore, so it's so difficult. Like you have to come up with lyrics and then you have to work them into music, and they can't suck. And if they suck, you got to go back and make them not. It's a whole process. It's hard for me to write lyrics that I don't feel embarrassed by. Um, so I deal with a lot of feelings of embarrassment um, when I'm making music. Um, so it's hard for me. And that's why I would much rather prefer having my main source of income being my visual art over my music. But I do also wish people would listen to my music. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you do it for yourself, but the recognition's not... I'm not going to complain with recognition. Yeah. <laughs> um, my thing with, uh, with lyrics being embarrassing, I have that a lot too. Um, my self-titled uh, album, Nikki Flowers, in case you forgot what my name was. Uh, oh, yeah, Flowers. I actually did forget. So. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so my self-titled album has a lot of uh, songs with lyrics on them. And there's one song that I just... I 
think I deleted the lyrics off of the Bandcamp page. That I mean, it's in the song still, but uh, and it's underneath a vocoder, so the lyrics page was the only clue as to what I'm singing. Oh. <laughs> and I just decided I don't want people to know what I'm singing, so I took it out. I took the lyrics out, but that's uh, that is also. I mean, that is also partly why I rarely sing without a, a lot of heavy effects on my voice. Not really because I'm embarrassed of my voice, but because I'm embarrassed of the words a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not embarrassed because, like, I don't know. It's it's more that it's so. Because especially with my songs, you mentioned like dealing with embarrassment in your songs a lot because that's like what you're bringing to it a lot of the time. Where whereas like with me, it's always like all of my bullshit feelings I don't feel like comfortable sharing with like friends or like putting it on them often goes into song songs for me. So having a vocoder kind of blur it up a little bit. I don't know. It gives me like a little bit of like, Oh, I'm not so vulnerable now. Right. Yeah. I do um, like a similar thing. Like, I mean, I think you've heard some of my music, um, but I pitch my vocals up by like an entire octave or more. Um, and, uh, I, um, I do a lot of like really heavy pitch editing and shifting, um, Yeah, you like, go all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it's like, uh, I, like, I want some like detachment from the listener. Um, so it's, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, well, cause you know, you want to detach sometimes cause it's, you're vulnerable, you're putting your feelings out there, but then like, you know, listeners are going to pick up on that and be like, well, you know, if they don't want me interacting with this. I'll just leave them alone. There's <laughs> so like a balance you have to strike. Right. I think that's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I talk about art. Like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Someone actually like picked up like on like, I think like my subconscious and wrote a review of one of my EPs and was like, um, like like Banshee puts this dark void between herself and the listener and it's very beautiful and blah 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 and I'm like well thank you I'm glad <laughs> someone finally noticed the dark void I've been yeah <laughs> I, you know what I put a lot of effort into that dark void yeah but lately what's been helping me is I've been writing more like less about like my feelings about other people and more about feelings uh, around systems of oppression. Yeah. And that has been really, really beneficial to me writing. Hell yeah. And no one, no one can get angry about songs about oppression. <laughs> that's, a, that's a universal. We all agree. Oppression is bad. Uh, the joke is not everyone agrees with us. <laughs> anyway. I have this song called The Machine. Um, I picked up like just this little tiny lyric from uh, this song Hard Times by uh, Gillian Welch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, or is it Gillian? Gillian Welch? I don't know. See, I only read things. Um, and I don't even read, so you're already ahead of me. But yeah, um, but she has this lyric. It's like this, uh, the big machines turning, just uh, kicking up speed. And I was like, oh, yeah, this song's about, like, pressures under capitalism and shit, obviously. (laughs) And so I made a whole song just kind of, like, looking into that lyric and making it sound more severe, um, as it should be. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that idea, taking a lyric from a song that you're inspired by and kind of blowing it up into its own thing. I might have to steal that from you, like, pick a lyric that I like and just sort of investigate it fully. Yeah, extrapolate on it. Yeah. I think that's the word. I've been, uh, my summer single, I'm coming up, uh, hopefully finishing up that soon. Um, my eighth annual, every summer, I uh, release a little non-album single. I've been doing that for eight years now, which is crazy to think about that I've been doing music that long. Wow. Oh my um, God, yeah. And longer, I mean, longer than that. But uh, I got a lot, I got some lyrics in there um, that are, you know, like you said, you're trying to branch out more about, you know, outside of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working through feelings, but I'm, I'm working through feelings about other people rather than feelings about myself. Yeah. Um, which is good, I think. I mean, yeah, it's, hey. 
cheaper than therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've uh, gone through so much like um, reflective, like interpersonal and personal shit with my music, especially during the time that I was psychotic. Um, so suffering from psychosis. Um, so it's like, I, I've, it's like, I, I'm at this point, it's like, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just want to just, all right, clean slate, pack it up. Let's move on. Music is good for that, but, uh, I don't know. It can be hard. Yeah. What, when did you, so you said eight years, did, is that when you started making music? Have, were you in school? Um, like as a kid doing like choir or anything? Man, I have to think about when I started. Um, I mean, I've always been interested in music my whole life. Uh, didn't really grow up in a musical family, but we had a lot of CDs around the house. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I... I didn't uh, I didn't do any choir or anything when I was a kid, uh, really. Um, we couldn't afford a lot of stuff like that. Um, at one point, I think we I did uh, I did take violin lessons when I was in seventh grade. Uh, but we could only afford the rental for like one year or something. So I got one oh. year of violin in me. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm like always thinking about music as a kid. I used to complain I was I would tell adults like, you know how there's always a song going in your head and there's never a break. And when the song stops and you start thinking about it, it you know, there's a new song that comes and replaces it. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not normal. Yeah, there is just constantly a song running in my head 24 um, seven. It used to bother me, but now it's kind of nice right now. It's uh, break my stride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great song been stuck in my head all day uh but i think when i was in when i was in middle school right so yeah it, it must have been right around the time i was picking up violin i was like hey i kind of like this doing music stuff too right mm-hmm. and um i remember oh god ruby you just unearthed a memory from band practice i hadn't thought about it since then Oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. I don't want it's to talk ter- about band practice. <laughs> well, no, because uh, I remember in... I had a notebook that I started filling with lyrics. I kept trying to write a song about um, <laughs> about how much my mom sucked. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and she did. I, don't want, I, I won't get into the details, because uh, that's a whole other discussion of trauma yeah <laughs> uh, but i was like yeah back to the beginning it's oh i'm using songwriting to process really big feelings so i have all these lyrics about like oh, i'm trying to think i i know it's funny because i can hear the melody the shitty melody of the chorus of this bad song i was working on in seventh grade I'm trying to remember the lyrics something about like lost in your own world stuck in cluelessness like really bad seventh grade poetry (laughs) right something like that right like this kind of i don't know i was thinking it had like a pop punk sound right because that was the shit i was listening to in seventh grade and anyway so this kid who not wasn't like overt bullying but it's that kind of like hey we're friends what what i'm just messing with you buddy but it was just, it was always one-sided. So yeah, yeah basically a bully. Um, I remember he took my notebook one time, just took it. I didn't know who took it at first, but it was gone. And it comes back to me a week later, waterlogged. And uh, every single page has a has a little paragraph in blue ink of like, yeah, this, uh, this set of lyrics is no good. I would trash these. Uh, but this chorus is really nice. And these were like, I I didn't want to show anyone these. The fact that someone was out there reviewing them terrified me. And I was like freaking out. And my friend said, hey, did you get my notes? I say friend, like, you know, friend. Yeah. <laughs> furious, furious. I was like, how dare you? And he said, hey, I just, I, you're a, trying to, I'm trying to help you grow as an artist. And uh, I punched him right in the throat and I got kicked out. <laughs> Kicked out of band practice. Oh my god, that's an amazing story. Yeah, wow, I hadn't thought about that forever. But um, 
See, this is the type of stuff that I want to bring out of people. I want to hear about shit that you haven't thought about in a while. Or like, just, yeah, see, this is great. I'm glad yeah. I got you on my first episode. Yeah, geez, this is, uh, this is, this is amazing. Yeah, that, so I guess that would be, that would be the moment that I, that I really, st- I decided I was a professional musician. Yeah. When I punched that kid in band practice directly in the throat. <laughs> um. <laughs> This isn't, this is shorter and not as severe, but, um, when I was in choir, see, I, I went to public school my whole life, um, up until like my last year of high school, I went to a charter school. Oh, um, I had is, one year of Catholic school, but, oh, yeah. but everything else public. So it's kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was in choir cause like a lot, every school I went to had like a music program, um, here in Arizona. Yeah. Um, and so I was in choir when I was like a real young kid. And um, they asked me, this just like crushed me. They asked me to stop singing um, so loud because I was, I was like, I was like singing over the other kids, but I was just really passionate, you know? I mean, you know, oh, that's a trick. That's a tricky needle to thread, right? Because you don't want to crush a child's passion for singing but you also like want the other kids to be audible <laughs> but it was it was also because like the other kids were making fun of me for like my voice and stuff too and uh, so it was just like that well, on top of them. It. they don't deserve to be heard then yeah exactly I, they're just jealous <laughs> man yeah so band practice that was also yeah public school uh band class Shout out to public schooling in America. It's okay when there's an arts program. Yeah. With funding. The first um instrument I ever picked up, um, there was uh there was band or orchestra rather in um third grade. Oh, I guess my class would have been orchestra because I was strange. Anyway, that's not Sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, third grade orchestra. Um, they showed us all the instruments and told us like, which one do you want to play? And I was like, they showed us that the uh, stand up bass could oh, play yeah. the could play the Jaws theme. So, or like the, not the Jaws theme, <laughs> but the, the Donna Donna. Oh, that, that's that, Jaws. Yeah, that's Jaws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yo, <laughs> I need to play that. But here I was like less than four feet tall right and um so what they did was is that they stringed a cello with bass strings for me oh my god i was i was about to make that as a joke but they actually did that yeah they did that and so i played like a modified cello until i was big enough which was actually funny because in um in seven in seventh or sixth grade rather I had this growth spurt and I was actually big enough finally to play stand up bass. You um, finally shot up tall enough to graduate to a real bass. Yeah. And so in <laughs> seventh cool. grade, I was playing real stand up bass and that thing was like eight feet tall and I was like 5'10. So still really big. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, I think it was, um, I forget what the sizings are, but I, it was either half size or full size. I forget which, which, which one is eight feet tall. But oh, that um, would. Probably be full size. I'm pretty yeah. sure you had a at, at five ten high schooler. They probably gave you a half size. Yeah, um, but it was it was real. It was real tall. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, band, band and orchestra class. I guess that is. It's funny that that's how it started with a violin. And my current music has none of that. Yeah, I want to be get into more instruments. I actually um got um. My mom found my flute that I got. It's a fifteen hundred dollar flute that I got for thirty bucks at a thrift shop in Iowa, rural Iowa. Oh, that's a good deal. So yeah, folks, if you're in rural Iowa, keep an eye out for some good flute prices. Yeah, that's also where I got my Canon Rebel two thousand automatic film camera. Um, also for thirty dollars, they were both thirty dollars. Don't know why, but um... hey. But yeah, so uh, I started out with orchestra and choir, and then um, now I make music with analog synthesizers and drum machines. So, <laughs> do you have like uh, what kind of equipment you got? I love talking about equipment. What? what oh yeah, let's talk about equipment. What so do you I'm using? I'm broke, as you probably know. Um, Same here. Welcome to the club. So, so I have the cheap stuff. I got I have a analog drum machine. It's a Korg Voca Beats. That's a good. One. The Volca line is top notch for the price range yeah and so i have that and i got that for free actually from a guy that was also psychotic at the same time i was psychotic okay um he just gave it to me and i kept it 
And um, then I got I have a Voca Keys, which is also analog. Right. Um, and I bought that uh, last year um, and it's great. Um, I really want to get once I have like the money to spare. Um, I, I think I might just save up for it, honestly. But um, I want to get a, a Korg uh, mini log. Um, that, oh, that that beefy right. $500 analog machine. Right, that's the um, one voice synthesizer. I think the Minilog is one voice. Yeah. No, uh, it's but no, it's polyphonic. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mini but, brute. Uh, I'm thinking of mini brute. That's mini not brute. Even yeah. Right. Okay. But uh, yeah. No, I like the Minilog. Oh, yeah. That's the sort of the one with the silver body, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I know what you. I know which one you're talking about. That's a that's yeah. a really nice synthesizer. I love the Volca, love the Volca machines. I have a Volca FM. Oh, nice. Which is, I got it with my, uh, with my first, uh, pandemic check. Oh Uh, yeah. I was like, you know, I, I took care of some bills and stuff and I was like, these things are like 150 bucks, whatever. Sure. Why not? They're going to keep paying us for this pandemic. So yeah, I'll get that. And, and that ended up being one of the only checks we got for the pandemic yeah uh, but it was a good purchase i have used the volca fm in a lot of songs since um i don't use a lot of hardware actually i'm all like vsts but if i ever um i have a bass guitar that i it's not mine but it's in my house that the owner is like yeah you can play it while it's there so i have that that i plug into like a little um oh what's it, a little focus right audio interface the, yes. the cheapest one yeah the uh, scarlet the scarlet yeah, solo the, Scar- the scarlet yeah yeah the scarlet solo i have the same exact one the scarlet solo the the friend to all diy bedroom musicians yeah <laughs> um and i have a little the mic i'm talking into right now uh is a audio technica at 2020 uh usb version because listen I don't really care that much about fidelity. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I'm going to cover my vocals with a bunch of effects on it. So yeah, I got yep. the USB version. <laughs> um, and uh, I have a, like a MIDI, a, a small MIDI keyboard and a little uh, MIDI pad. But that's it. I don't really use a lot of hardware. It's all VSTs. Nice. Yeah, I mostly use VSTs. I want to get more hardware though. Um, I have a, a Blue Snowball um usb microphone blue snowball ice um not oh, as much yeah. features as the regular blue snowball no. um, it's all i mean it, it's still it records 16 bit which is fine like that's all you need it's it's perfect that's for cd podcasting. quality so. yeah that's cd quality hey <laughs> you don't need any better than that genuinely I, I i i've i'm very like uh i don't give a shit about flack i i yeah. don't care about 4k I just, I really don't think we need all of that fidelity. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, and so I actually, with my pandemic check, I bought a red leather jacket from Straight yeah. to Hell, and I bought Cubase 11 Pro, um, which was 600-something dollars, so... <laughs> Those are, you can't really have one without the other. Yeah. <laughs> Those feel like, like, you know, also bought with prices. Yeah, because I was on a... I was on a, I'm going to bleep out this uh, next word because I think it would be funny. Okay. I was on a Cubase 5 since 2011 um, <laughs> up until like two years ago when I bought Cubase 11 Pro with a Stimmy. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you can bleep when I say it because uh, it is funny. I agree. Uh, I've been on... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's expe- digital audio workstations are expensive, so it's like um, probably the best route for most people. But like, I have this thing where it's like I just want to be as legit as possible. Yeah, because <laughs> like actually, I have this. Can I? Can I pause? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bleep <laughs> out. I realized, like, oh, that's not gonna go out. That's not gonna turn out well for me. <laughs> I'm going to bleep out. I'm just going to bleep it out. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to leave it in, but bleeped out. Yeah, no, that's really funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll get back into it. That's good. Oh Um, man. Yeah. We weren't talking about anything. Um, No, No, we weren't encouraging anyone to do anything. Yeah. Extra legal. Yeah. um, I don't even want to say. 
as that would be. No. I'm gonna bleep out the word and the word and the word. Um. You people don't even know what we're talking about. We're bleeping things left and right. Yeah, I'm gonna bleep out everything you just said. No, I'm kidding. Um. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I don't really have a lot of hardware. I never really have. Um. And like you know, I don't think it's you know, and it's. It's never really about the hardware or the software, really. You don't have to get the nice, you don't have to have the nicest VSTs. You don't even need to get Cubase or Ableton or anything. Um, I learned the other day that, uh, you know, the band Justice, right? Yes. They recorded, they they do all their stuff in GarageBand. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that famous album, Justice, the one with the big cross on it, the big hits. Yeah. All of that is GarageBand. That's incredible to me because, I mean, that shit sounds like something you would make in Ableton. So. No, yeah, that does not yeah. sound like a thing because I, back to back to seventh and eighth grade, that was when I started messing around with GarageBand. That's like, that's your first, like, that's baby's first uh, digital audio workstation, basically, right? The fact that you can get justice out of that is nuts. <laughs> it sucks that it's spyware now, but I remember um, I there was this artist I really liked. I can't remember his name at the top of my head, but... He uh, let me remix one of his songs, but he's like, oh, by the way, I do all of my songs in Audacity. So there's a lot of wow. destructive, there's a lot of destructive editing. So the samples aren't very clean. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, <laughs> by the way, I just want to fill you in. Not spyware. I I, rem- I know what you're t- talking about, uh, but I think it was like a misunderstanding of their new t- n- their new terms of use. Oh, really? There's like a new. Yeah. So there's like a new. There's like a new group of people behind maintaining it. And I like I, I've there's a there's a YouTube video by one of the guys actually in, in charge of it. Um, fuck, what is his name? Blanking on it. I'll send you a link to it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't I, I I'm still using Audacity. It's fine. I don't I haven't seen any anything that would that would indicate that it's spyware. Oh, really? So it's OK. Yeah. Wait, you know, actually, I remember. Wait a minute. Oh wait, no, this was VLC Media Player. Never mind. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of a thing where, like, they were like, "This is ridiculous." Like, the intelligence community just did this ridiculous, complicated thing to put up, point out a flaw that would never affect anyone. And so you all suck. Oh. And um, but yeah. VLC, VLC Media Player is fine. Like, it's fine. Um, as right, well. right, right. Yeah, no, I think there was a big kerfuffle with Audacity too. But yeah, there was overblown. Yeah, no, there was, there was, and I was thinking of Audacity as well, but I guess I, uh... I could be wrong, though, so, I mean, you know, don't, don't bet on me. I just, I just thought they were bought by, like, some sketchy company that, like, like, it's, like, that, I Most don't know. Most things are these days, so it's a yeah. safe assumption. <laughs> I mean, Bandcamp was, so that's Well, great. God, I was just <laughs> thinking about that today. I got, I got a payment from Bandcamp this morning. Let me read you out my, my cool, yeah, I'll get the email. 74 cents from Bandcamp, an epic company. <laughs> there the the emails I get from Bandcamp notifying me that they've paid me now don't they don't just say Bandcamp anymore. It's Bandcamp, comma, an epic company. Yep. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was very very upset uh is the word I guess when that announcement came through, but um it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't like, you know, everyone take your music off Bandcamp. Let's boycott it. Like some people were. That was insane. Yeah, um, that was stupid. <laughs> but, uh, it's more like, okay, they're not as independent now. Nothing about the service has changed yet. Like at all, except for, I think they updated their terms of use too, but nothing like radically different about the website or anything at all about it runs has changed. So it's mostly just kind of like you, we have to be cautious now. We kind of have to keep our eyes peeled for any weird goings on now at Bandcamp. Yeah. Like that was why I was upset of like, come on, I didn't have to pay attention to you guys. You know, I just trust you that you, you know, <laughs> every new t- terms of service update better read that shit. <laughs> yeah, now, now I have to kind of be like, all right, so what am I agreeing to here? Yeah, <laughs> not, exactly. not that I shouldn't have read it before, but you know, I, I didn't have to keep my eye on him as much. 
they like future terms of service update they sneak in like a line that's like size three font that's like we now own all future recordings and previous recordings that you have uploaded to our service and all of them will be turned into nfts yeah (laughs) it's like fuck oh shit all right but yeah no Bandcamp still good audacity still good vlc i've had no complaints yeah, I, I love VLC. I found out how to watch VLC on my iPad. Um, Can't get better than that. Uh, I uh, You can add pretty much any program to Steam as a non-Steam game. And then you can pretty much play any program with uh, Steam Remote Play. Um, really? So, yeah. And so I added VLC to Steam. And then I used Remote Play on my iPad to watch movies on vlc on my ipad <laughs> yeah i didn't know you could do that with steam that's cool yeah and it's great because the audio actually comes through your ipad instead of like your computer speaker so right because i've done yeah. that with actual games that aren't on steam but i didn't know it would just accept any old executable yeah like you it, it, yeah it lets you add like photoshop for instance they should uh they should have like if you if you input like a really popular program like photoshop into steam as a non-steam game they should have achievements for that yeah, they should. <laughs> they should like, hey, you did it. You managed to manage to draw on the on the right layer this time. You didn't draw on the sketch layer. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, imagining the licensing nightmares behind putting achievements for <laughs> for, for, for software. Oh, that's, that's for Steam and those eggheads over at the marketing department to figure out. Oh my god, uh, my hands are turning red because I keep like wiping the sweat off of my neck. <laughs> and it's red because of my hair dye. Um, so, oh, I thought you were just so hot. You're you're burning up. Oh no no it's 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 red pigment that is soaking into my flesh. That's probably good for it. Yeah, it is. It's really good for it. Yeah, vitamins are in there. I bet. Yeah, I um, I've been staying up late, so I've been sleeping on the couch to as to uh, not disturb my fiance who has to go to work at seven a.m. Boo. Um, yeah, so uh, I've ruined the couch, but luckily I've started putting a blanket over it. But uh, yeah, I sweat so much while I sleep because of how hot it is that like I've stained the couch with my red hair. <laughs> and it's, it's a white couch. So, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it's ruined. Well, that's not coming out. Yeah. Yeah, it's ruined. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, does it look like blood? Uh, no, because blood dries brown. Um, right. Okay. And so, no, it looks like it looks like you put like hair dye on a couch okay so um, so no confusion there no That's no good. confusion no because if, if it was blood it would be a real gross dark brown color i've had plenty of blood uh blood dried dried blood on things um listen so. <laughs> if you're not you're not anything if not a dried blood expert i've always yeah. said that about you yeah <laughs> and you've asked me to stop saying that about you but i don't think i will I've yeah, actually turned around. I'm okay with you saying that about me now. Oh, ah, well, that yeah. is not as fun. <laughs> it was more fun when you didn't like it. Ah, you yeah. it. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to introduce me, if I ever come on your podcast, dried blood, dried blood expert, um, and I just won't, we won't, <laughs> we won't say anything else about what I do. No, that's that. that's for Ruby's own audio listeners to be like, hey, I know that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, why don't we, uh, I, I'd love to have you on WTFW sometime. We should do it there. Okay, yeah. I'm sure um, we, I'm sure there's plenty you can discuss about the Arizona weather situation. Yeah, yes, I would love to, actually. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, look at you. Look at us with our shows, with our little shows. Yeah, the most intimidating part is going to be uploading this to uh, Apple and Spotify. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't even mention my other podcasts that I do. Like, see, oh, you didn't. That's the thing. I make so much stuff that I just, it's all, I run, I run a record label with my friend, uh, Mace, who plays music as Echo Vessel. That label is called Neo Detritus. We've been kind of quiet the last few months, but we're working on some stuff. Uh, we have, uh, Mace and I have a bunch of podcasts together. We have, um, Picking Up Something Good, a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead that uh, hasn't updated in a while also, but we are also working on something there. Um, And we have a yearly podcast that we release every May the 4th. It is called, and also also with you, uh, it is a Star Wars podcast where we review Star Wars episode four one minute at a time every year. 
Yep, and you're never going to finish. <laughs> we are. By nature, by design, we will never finish the podcast. Uh, we have they discover a cure for mortality. <laughs> or we find some suckers to continue it uh, after we're dead. We're, stealing, we're kind of stealing the uh, till, till death do us blart kind of thing of like naming successors. Yeah, you should pin it on your grandchildren. Well, now I got to have a family. <laughs> yeah, you need to have a family and pin it on your heirs and be like, this is our podcast. We've handed down through the family. This <laughs> is why you exist. You must. You must continue the show. I, I literally would not have had you children if it weren't for this podcast. <laughs> Don't let me down or I'll haunt you. I know how to do that. <laughs> I'm good at haunting. I've been <laughs> practicing. <Ugh. laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh we do our little shows is what i want to say well next segment i want to talk about fucking dragon quest for a little bit before we have to end the show i think it's good that we wrap up with some dragon quest talk. yeah i've been done can we talk about dragon quest i'm dying to talk about dragon quest yeah i want to talk about dragon quest um what's the for it you have you only played dragon quest nine no, so I've played a bunch of them. Uh, okay. I have played, let me think. I played one, two, and three. Well, Dragon Warriors one, two, and three. I played the American versions on my NES in high school, I think. That's when I got into NES. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, how old are you? What was your first console? Just real quick. How old am I? And what was yeah. my first console? So, right now, as of recording, I'm stalling because I forgot. I'm 26. Okay, I'm 25. So Ooh, cool. Got one on you. I'm winning. Uh, yeah, I turned 26 in September. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Just a couple to- mid-20-somethings. Yeah, so I'm 26. My first console was Game Boy Color. Me too! Yeah, and my first video game was Pokemon Crystal. My first one was Pokemon Red um, oh. and Blue. My mom bought me both at the same time with a payday loan. Ooh, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, no, my mom used payday loans all growing up because we were poor to buy us presents because she wanted us to have presents for our I mean, that's nice. (laughs) I'm glad I I hate that my first reaction was, well, that's stupid. Um, But no, it's not ideal, but it's a nice gesture at least. Yeah, like she was like, yeah, oh my God, she paid off like $10,000 in debt finally of this year. Oh um, man, had for, since I was a kid. Good for <laughs> her. Oh man, payday loans. Just the the sound the sound of those words together freaks me out. But yeah, so Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest. Yeah, so I had Game Boy Color as my first one. Uh, I didn't have Dragon Quest one and two on the Game Boy Color. I had to wait till I bought an NES. I bought a broken NES, but the only thing that was broken with it was. The pins, the seven, the seventy-two pin connector just needed to like you just had to jimmy up the pins. Um, really easy fix. So I got like a dirt cheap NES, um, and I just I went to the local gaming store, uh, the Gamers Grotto in Bennington, Vermont. I'm just gonna shout them out right now. I think they still exist as a store. Hell yeah! Uh, I just love that that I would go to a store called the Gamers Grotto regularly i would do that i would just go there sounds anyway. like a swamp <laughs> it kind of was <laughs> uh when you got inside it, it kind of was uh, <laughs> uh anyway so yeah i bought uh by dragon warrior one dragon quest one thought it was uh yeah admittedly i thought it was pretty boring and not that fun to play uh but i, I came back to i can't how dare you? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I've come back to it in, in recent years. I can appreciate it for what it was. But at the time, I was a freshman in high school, and I was used to slightly more advanced RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't fully appreciate like what its place in history at the time. But but since then, I, I've played the original three. Um, I have played Journey of the Cursed Cane, which I think is seven. I played that when that came out on 3DS. Mm-hmm. So that was a couple years ago. I yeah, so it's just one, one, two, three, seven, and nine. I play Dragon Quest Nine. I put in fucking I want to say like five hundred hours into that when that first came out. Hell yeah! But yeah, I put in hundreds of hours into Dragon Quest Nine. So that's the one I know the best. Hey Nikki. Yeah. 
You know how you said like a few years ago, like you got a 3DS and stuff? Yeah. Um, the 3DS came out in 2010. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean? It, I just, it was like, it was like, it was like four years ago. <laughs> it was, Nikki, it was 12 years ago. <laughs> Ruby, the 90s were 10 years ago. <laughs> It's uh, they've always been ten years ago, and they always will be in my head. <laughs> I just like, I, but oh I do God, the same right. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, right. uh, fucking twenty eleven, it came out, and yeah, Dragon Quest Nine came out in two thousand nine here in America. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I was playing that shit on my DSi. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. I see. I, I um. So yeah, I never, I never heard of Dragon Quest until this year um wow, I, had... so you, I was wondering why you you went full hog onto dragon quest this year i thought you were like you've been a fan no i okay. um so what happened was is okay i've seen the art before and i remember seeing the art and not remembering the name and i was like this looks like a ripoff of dragon ball and then it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i didn't know that i didn't it, as a kid i didn't realize um things could uh be um by an artist can do multiple projects yeah um, it's, it's fine <laughs> Yeah, you can have more than one job. It's fine. Yeah, and then um my so yeah, in um I think it was February um or March, um my friend um or I say friend, my mutual in Japan um was like posted these posted these games um for the Game Boy Color. They were the Dragon Quest Monster series. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, like, what are these? They look cool. And they're like, oh, it's Dragon Quest. And, I'm, and I was like, oh, I've never played that. And they're like, oh, early Dragon Quest is a masterpiece. You should play it. So I was like, okay, I'll get Dragon Quest for my NES if it's on there. And it was. And yeah. so, um, but it, I was like, I was confused at first. I was like, wait, Dragon Warrior? And then I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, it was called Dragon Warrior. Some copyright America. thing back in the day. Yeah, because uh, of a tabletop game called Dragon Quest in America. Oh, really? And oh. Um, so I booted up Dragon Warrior. Um, on my NES a few months ago, and um, I guess it was like six months ago now or something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Yeah. And then I immediately bought Dragon Quest Eleven um, X or yeah, Dragon yeah, Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch, which I am so jealous of. <laughs> I really want to play it, but I've not. I've just not. I don't know. I've not bought it yet, and I never have the yeah. money to. But uh, there's a. There's a version for 3DS, but it's Japan only, and there's no fan translation. So, like, today, I could download it and put it on my hacked 3DS, but I don't speak Japanese, so I can't play it. Yeah, I would... Honestly, if you have a Switch, you could get a physical copy for, like, 40 bucks on eBay. I am banned from eBay. You're banned from eBay? They have never given me a reason. I have sent many emails... But they just were like, nope, we're not even going to reconsider it. I think a couple months ago, a couple months ago, I was selling these uh, old science fiction books. And one of them had like half of a breast on it. Oh, my God. No nipple. Oh, my God. No but, way. But like, I'm just that's the only thing I can think of that they would have been like, no, you can't sell porn. I don't know, like they, but they haven't given me a reason. So anyway, don't even. Oh, I could go on for uh, a whole eBay rant and how they're cowards for not answering my emails. But we're here to talk about something cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever need a proxy and you have the money for <laughs> Dragon Quest, let me know. Send me Absolutely. it. I'll order a Dragon Quest for you on eBay and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, we gotta like dead drop it to my neighbor's house so they don't catch on. It's yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and. Dragon Quest, the definitive edition for Switch, has the 2D mode. So I played the game first in the 2D mode because I love pixel art graphics. Yeah. Um, and it was a blast. And I was like, holy shit. And now I have Dragon Quest 1 through 4 on the Super Fam or uh, Super Famicom, on the Famicom, which I have a converter that lets me play Famicom games on my NES. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I have um, Dragon Quest uh, 5 and 6 um, for the Super Famicom because I have a Super right Famicom. Oh, you um, imported I, that then? Yes, I did. I import a lot of shit. Cool. Um, and because uh, I found out about Sendico and Japanese eBay. Um, yep. And That's, so I, I'm banned from Japanese eBay too, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't uh, know. Japanese eBay is just like American eBay, but it has uh, people from Japan that are internationally selling. 
Um, yeah, so I'm definitely banned from that. God damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then I have Dragon Quest one and two remakes for Super Famicom, as well as the number three remake for Super Famicom. Um, I have I have Dragon Quest Rocket Slime for the DS. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I, you know what? I played that one too. Yeah, that one's fun as hell. It's yeah, great. It's I totally different. Forgot. Yeah, I like the spinoffs. I think I played the yeah the monsters. I think I played the second one. It's been a while since I played the monsters spinoff, but yeah. How, so you've how many play have you played through? You played through uh, the first one. I have not played through the first one. I have only played through eleven. Oh, you played through eleven. Oh, yeah. So right now I, you're in collecting phase. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, I have Dragon Quest Monsters one and two, and maybe even other games. I don't know, but um. <laughs> oh, can... I have Dragon Quest Builders two. For this oh week. yeah, I heard that one. I heard that one was really good too. Yeah. Yeah, my friend recommended it to me. Well, I'm trying to think like what I want to recommend Dragon Quest Nine to be your next one, but that's probably because I'm biased. Um, yeah. It's for DS. DS, okay. It, it is. Um, it's the first Dragon Quest to premiere on a handheld system, so that's cool. Um, it's got an extensive online multiplayer aspect that, well, doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can make up for it where you can like um, you, what you used to be able to do. This is why I have so many hours in it because I had a bunch of friends who also had it because I kept begging them to buy it until they did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we would uh, you can enter other people's games and do battles with them. Right. You join their party. Oh, that's cool. Um, but what you can do is there's an in uh, near. Yeah, there's an there's an in somewhere. It doesn't matter where because you've not played the game. It doesn't matter that I tell you the name of the place. Um, there's an inn where you can hire like NPC guys to, to go along with you. So you can still, you know, you can still get through the game without the multiplayer part, which it's really hard without, without other people in your team. <laughs> it's, it's probably not as hard as Dragon Quest two though. Dragon Quest two was pretty difficult. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, no, but I don't know. Dragon Quest nine might be harder. Oh really? Damn. Yeah. Okay, that's I, saying a lot. It is, and they they meant that they meant for Dragon Quest Nine to be harder than previous games. I remember they said as much at the time. Oh, so if you want to challenge Dragon Quest Nine? Yeah. So my plan is to get a Japanese 3DS, um, so that I can import the rest of the games. Oh, um, you don't have to do that. You can hack. Uh, do you have an American 3DS? Yeah. Yeah, just put custom firmware on it, and you can play region free. You just region free it through software. How do I do that? Oh well, cool. let me pull up the website because I want to share it with your listeners as well. I forget the the website that I use to hack my 3ds. It is very easy and fucking worth your time. I am stalling while I Google. Okay, 3ds .hacks.guide. Okay. Cool. Sounds like a pretty sketchy URL, I admit it, yeah. but, but trust me on this, I went through it, as long as you go step by step and you don't miss anything, there's like a negative chance of breaking the device, like, I mean, there's a chance of breaking any device when you're hacking with the hacking the firmware, but Ooh. the, um, but like, it's so minimal these days that I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. It's only, it's only if you don't follow the instructions. Okay, well, I follow instructions really good when it comes to technical stuff. So there you go. So yeah, hack your 3ds, you get region free. Uh, you know, sure, it could enable piracy, but I'm not encouraging that. That would be that would be so reckless of me to, I don't know, recommend like H Shop where you could scan a QR code with a hack 3ds and just download anything from the 3ds eShop. That would be really irresponsible of me to encourage. <laughs> so I won't. Yeah, um, because I just found uh, Dragon Quest um five, six, and nine for the DS um for fifty five hundred yen. So that's a good deal altogether. Yeah, altogether. Well, that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I really, you gotta, you just play through what you have. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play through what I have before I buy any more for a while. I think because, like I said, you know, I said before when I first played Dragon Warrior one. I thought it was boring and didn't like it and didn't fish it. But I came around on it years later because I sort of, well, Dragon Quest Nine kind of made me appreciate, like, you know, the series as a whole. And I sort of wanted to go back and I looked into it and was like, wow, this is like kind of a big deal game release. Like, this is, 
like historically it's huge for the rpg genre massive took the world by storm mostly japan Just mostly japan, japan. but <laughs> you know, uh but that's where they make all the cool games all the cool rpgs so yeah, yeah um i'm trying to move there <laughs> yeah but uh it was uh, i i went back and played the um there are remakes for switch for the first three dragon quests yeah i have the third one downloaded i'm trying to get a physical of the one two three collection though um the graphics are not great <laughs> nope not great kind of kind of update you know like oh well we got well clearly no one wants to look at pixel art let's update these graphics to make it look like an iphone game from 2010 yeah it's not great no. um <laughs> so i i uh, I did. I did play through the first one. I think I I, I beat that remake of it in like a weekend. The first oh. part when the pandemic really started going, and nice. the graphics were less than ideal. But I yeah. finally, like I got. I I understood the game. I was like, oh, it's just, it's a simple little game. It doesn't have to be. You know, not every RPG has to be. You know, Dragon Quest Nine. Sometimes they're Dragon Quest One. Yeah, I have autism, as you probably know, so um, I love the repetitive grinding aspect of the games. So oh, Dragon Quest I One is, like, the best. <laughs> yeah, well, th I think that's why I got sick of it when I was a uh, high school freshman. I was like, I don't need this. Uh, but now now I do find it kind of soothing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually replaying Dragon Quest Nine for the first time since it came out. Hell yeah, um, that's awesome. It has been very fun to take this little nostalgia trip. I have a, I put it on a DSI too. Got a, got a, uh, it's incredible. I got this DSI um, from my girlfriend's, so my girlfriend's mom is just going through some stuff that her dad had uh -huh. that is stored at where, at our place. Cause we're living in a, I got a whole living situation. You know how living situations are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's going through some stuff from my girlfriend's grandfather and she pulls out a, nintendo D like a fully boxed nintendo dsi it's whoa clear. it's used but like it's in the box and everything no way and i was like oh cool a dsi i used to have one of those and we were talking about it i said yeah those are really easy to hack i could put any game on there i wanted and she's like do you wanna i was like oh, i can't i could have it she's like yeah it would just be sitting in a drawer so sure that's that's awesome yeah so i have this i have this basically new black dsi um, the only the only games that he played on it were the New York Times crossword and SimCity. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So I I put I threw like the first game I put on there was Dragon Quest Nine because that is I associate that game with the system and vice versa. Yeah, and it's been sitting there forever. And then um, like a month ago, I was like, I should play that, and I have not stopped since. I'm at like level. 35 is where my team is at roughly i think now like halfway through the game fucking hell love. yeah that's awesome yeah i have a 3ds xl that i got um from my ex's uh wife at the time hmm. um and uh yeah i've had it ever since and uh, i yeah i kind of want to do that hacking thing but i'm a little scared um <laughs> it just, I, it, it, like trust me I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous setting it up the first time. But as I mean, I'm not very technically savvy. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not that really. If I can do it, anyone can. You set up a bulletin board system, so don't even. I know. Every time I say I'm not technically savvy, someone comes at me with that. Well, you're literally a BBS sysop, so I have to like yeah. be like, well, I guess I kind of am, but I'm not yeah. that really. <laughs> But yeah, so well, I, maybe if you send me the link, you could maybe help me walk walk me through it. Oh yeah, I'll send you the link after this, and um, cool. I'll I'll walk you through it one of these times. This is uh, it's I think actually it probably is easier if someone's holding your hand through the process. Yeah, because I'm scared. I don't want to break my DS. Well, as long as you uh, you can do a backup beforehand, and if anything happens, you can kind of reset it. Trust me, like. Uh oh trust me they have foolproofed this because it's been out for so many years that they figured out every way to hack it right oh okay well that's good to know that's why i haven't hacked my switch yet because it's like it's too new i'm too yeah. I'm, I'm too nervous about that yeah. uh i always wait till they're like the system is good and dead and then i gut the firmware and put in custom one. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better about it. But yeah. Well, I think we should probably wrap up. Um, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's good. Let, let people let people uh, simmer in in our audio juices a little bit. Yeah. That was gross. I hated that metaphor. Why did you? No, let me I say liked that? it. I liked it. <laughs> okay. I like juices. Okay. All right. You ever deglaze a pan? Yeah, that actually. Yeah, that slaps. Yeah. Let them okay. de- let them let them uh, bask in the fumes of our deglazed pan of audio. We just deglazed our audience. Yeah, and they're. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if we should be doing that to the audience. So. No, sorry, audience. <laughs> I think that is definitely a sign that we should probably wrap it up. Okay. All right. I'm gonna stop the recording now. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having yeah. me, Ruby. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's your podcast. It is it. Find out next week. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Um, you can uh, find the podcast on Ruby's own audio on Twitter. Um, no Instagram yet. Um, should probably make one. Uh, and then, yeah, you can find uh, Nikki Flowers on Twitter under Yif Please, and also a bunch of links in the show notes, description, wherever this is uploaded. Um, the details and such. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, thank you. Also, I did, in fact, hack my 3DS. And I've been playing Dragon Quest on it. Ruby Zone Audio